You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I just want to punch Jared Leto in the face. Like, whenever I see him and he's, like, doing publicity for a movie or whatever, like, he just has that look that he's just so cocky. I, I can't stand it. I just, I want to punch Jared Leto in the fucking face. Welcome to My Comic Life. My name is Jeff. Sitting across from me is... Sam. God <laughs> help us if we ever get somebody like Kevin Smith or Jared Leto on our show and they listen to past episodes of you, those. You know, I, I... Kevin Smith, yeah, I might, I might want to have on the show, but Jared Leto, I just... I don't. I, I my still my favorite movie he's ever been in. Well, yeah, is Fight Club just because he gets the shit kicked out of him. I got to go with Lord of War on that one. Uh, he was good in that, but like ever, ever since he started doing Thirty Seconds to Mars and they became popular, and then he won an Oscar. It's just like he just seems to be getting douchier and douchier. And like now, what is he? He's in the news. Why? Because he dyed his hair blonde. Who gives a shit? He bleached it blonde because you have to bleach it blonde in order to get it to go green. I know. I get that. I get that. But like, who? Okay. Who? Who cares? Why are you taking selfies of yourself and then posting them? And he's trying to get fanboys hyped up for the fact that he is starting his work on the Joker role. I know. And he shaved his eyebrows because they're, uh, I guess, for the makeup for uh, his eyebrows as the Joker. Is he needed to shave them? You know, sometimes when you shave your eyebrows, they don't always grow back. I hope they don't grow <laughs> so back. Jared oh. Leto could oh have to wear like god. prosthetic eyebrows for the rest of his life. Oh my god! First of all, that is great knowledge to know because I did not know that. Second of all, I mean, like, is I hope it happens to him. It's very rare, but <laughs> there are occasions where that hair does not grow back. Oh man, I just I saw all those pictures of him, and then for some reason they're like. Oh, Jared Leto, bleach blonde hair. And then Kim Kardashian, bleach blonde hair. Like, uh, who cares? Why Why am I seeing new stories in my news feed of, of people and the because they The only one that got to me that I was like, man, this is a little self-indulgent, is like he took this photo of like scissors like about to like chop off like his long ponytail. And like they were like right on the hair about to like snip it and, you know, give it the final cut and everything. And, and like everybody's like blown up like, oh my gosh, he's getting ready to be the Joker. And I'm just like... Tell you what, let me see him in Joker makeup first. Then I'll go, oh my gosh, not. Yeah. There's scissors on his hair. It's coming. The time is now. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, I don't get it. I, it. I know that's not a very positive way to start off the show, but I just had to say something, and that's what this is. It's my platform to get shit like that off my chest. Oh, God. Well, like I said, I, I highly doubt Jared Leto would ever be on our show, especially after one of our... <laughs> I think one of our episodes was entitled like Jared Leto is a douche or something. I think so. I'll have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure. And like, and yeah, and that sounds like that was my idea to name the show that. All right. Uh, okay. So, okay. Let's get past that and uh, let's move on to uh, something else. Um, kind of sad, but yeah. kind of heroic too. Yeah. Yeah. Go go ahead. Lean, lean into this. Uh, Harrison Ford, plane crashed at on a, on a golf course. And everybody's saying it could have been much worse if he had tried to like land the plane back at an airport or... You know, he, he found an empty spot where, like, houses and people would not be hurt. Right. And then he landed, well, he crash-landed an airplane on a golf course. But from what I've heard is the way he crash-landed was, like, they're like, all right, this was really skilled. Like, he's obviously a really skilled pilot. And uh, that, it, like like you said, it could have been much worse. Uh, but so 
yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's like, okay, it sucks it happened, but they're like he did a really great job of of of, of crash landing. Yeah, I mean, the plane. like I'm staring at a picture of the plane, and it's only the front end that looks like it's fucked up. I mean, like for somehow. He'd set this thing down in about as good a shape as you could. Yeah, yeah, he he really did. I, I've seen uh, I've seen some of the um, some of uh, like pictures online, uh, and like since he's okay, like I get people are like, okay, he's okay. So now we can kind of make fun. Oh, of you it know, I've seen I feel like a ton of memes like the Millennium Falcon yeah. crashed into a golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one that I've been seeing the most. Uh, I also I saw the uh, I saw the press conference of the people of like the day it happened, and uh, I liked how like everyone was like. So Harrison Ford, you know, it was him. It was him. And when they were doing the press conference, like they were, whenever a reporter was like, "So how well did Harrison Ford do this?" and they would just be like, "Not answering that next question." Like any any reporter that said Harrison Ford's name, they refused to answer that question, and they kept referring to to him like as like you know as the pilot or as the person involved. They wouldn't say his name. They wouldn't release his name, even though like. Everyone was already like, okay, it's Harrison Ford's plane. And his own son was like, dad's okay. He's in the hospital. He's Dude, a tough son of a bitch. If somebody was being that like douchey to me, I would raise my hand and go, how did Han Solo <laughs> land the plane? Yes. yes. <laughs> and just start, did Indiana Jones make it out alive? I would just start like calling off all his characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so glad glad that he's... Uh, and we he, certainly he, wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, Harrison, we know you're a big fan of the show. If you want to do your first post... Hospital interview on my comic life. We'll be happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, Sam tweet that out at him. <laughs> you know, is, uh, is is do that. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at my comic underscore life, and you can also find us on Facebook at my comic life po- uh, podcast. All right, Sam. Um, Bit of sad news here. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I, I mean this. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how to how to get into it. This guy's been in the comic book industry for. For years, for I think for over like twenty years, he's been working for Marvel. But uh, Marvel inker uh, Norman Lee has been uh, reported missing in the uh, Cayman Islands. As he and his wife were on vacation and they went snorkeling, and they got separated, and she sw- uh, swam I think either back to the boat or to shore, and assumed that he had done the same thing. But so far, he he's he's missing. Is is they haven't found anything. Um, no one so don't know so no the, ransom demands right i mean uh the 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 cayman police uh department said like where they were snorkeling there are extremely strong currents so it's possible undertow could have gotten him yeah and he could have he could have swept out that's uh that's scary man and you know it he, he's like i said he's been with Mar- he's been in the industry for for over 20 years as uh, he's worked on uh titles such as wolverine and x-men and also uh, Avengers and uh, a- the Aliens comic, and he also has done a lot of stuff for Dark Horse, you know, uh, along the way. So hopefully, hopefully he he like it's sad, but like really in this situation at this point, the like best case scenario is like he he's somewhere down shore, but hit his head and like possibly maybe has amnesia, like, and that's why he hasn't turned up yet. Like it's far fetched and it's out there, but like right now that's like kind of the best case scenario because they haven't found you know, any traces of him, and he's just classified as missing. So uh, hopefully hopefully, this story takes a, a weird twist, but it's a weird twist for the positive, and so uh, our hearts are out to, to his family. Yeah, and, that, and that can never be easy. Yeah, it cannot be. Um, but 
let's let's uh let's not let that uh, bog us down, especially when there's a new Avengers trailer. Out. Oh my gosh! So that every time every time I see it of the new event, a new Avengers trailer, there's three of them out right now. I get more and more excited for for uh, for this movie, and I think James Spader doing uh, doing the voice of uh, Ultron. Of Ultron. Like I never would have pictured him. Like if I was in charge of like casting the voice, I don't know if I ever would have considered him. But now that I see him, now I'm hearing him. I'm like, okay, this is really good. Like I'm really excited that that he's doing the voice. I think he's doing it so well. You know, um, my my favorite. God, he had he has so he has so many great lines that are like dooming society. Like, yeah, when he's like, they look to the sky for hope. hope. I'll take that yeah, from them first. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. I know. It'll... You terrible fucking human being. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Is uh, So what, what What do you think so far of, of everything you've seen from the uh, Avengers trailers? I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm thrilled to see the Hulk buster armor, but I always feel sorry for Hulk when he goes kind of angry bad and starts thrashing things. Mm-hmm. Like starts thrashing what he's not supposed to thrash. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. When you we in the trailer, you were asking me about this. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you see Iron Man, that big hulking suit, that is actually from the comic book, and it's called his Hulkbuster armor. Now the joke is the Hulk always manages to rip apart his armor, no matter how strong Iron Man builds it. Okay. But yeah, uh, there have been instances where Bruce Banner has lost control of the Hulk, and right. the Hulk just starts wailing on everything around him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that is highlighted. Um, I have a theory about that. Oh, let's hear it. Um, in this newest trailer, you kind of see Scarlet Witch like tapping her head against certain Avengers' heads and like getting in their heads because like she has the ability to like alter your perception of reality and fuck with everything. Wait, who does? Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's gonna be in it. Oh man, because at first I thought you were trying to say like Scarlet Johansson, and then like no, combining no. like Scarlet Johansson and and like. I thought you were trying to go with like black. I was like, "What? She doesn't have that power." Uh, I am uh, for those of us like myself included. I'll out myself. Ex- uh, who is Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch <clears throat> in the comics is the daughter of Magneto and her brother Quicksilver. Oh, and she um, she's the reason the House of M happened. She can literally, if she wants to, like change reality around her. Oh, wow. like temporarily or no, perma- permanently. Like she could. So, oh wow. And then, yeah, so I mean, like, if you ever want to see the full breadth of her power, go read House of M. It's fucked up and it's crazy. That that sounds interesting. I'm but, not, I, I didn't know so, she was going to be in this. And she has hex bolts, which, I mean, it's just a magical kind of energy she shoots out that blows shit up. Okay, I gotcha. But, yeah, so she can fuck with your mind. So I'm assuming that either, A, she fucks with the Hulk's mind and sends them bad, or she just like traps the Avengers inside their own like worst nightmares in their heads, you know, and so that uh, might be. And so what we're seeing is actually like a dream. Sequence. Yeah, 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 and not actually the Hulk like losing control, but like the Hulk's worst fear of losing control, you know, and stuff like that. I'm mm. hoping is that because I really hate to see the Hulk start like <laughs> like turn bad, like, like like it hurts me on the inside of them. I'm like, no, no, Hulk, don't do it, don't do it, Hulk. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. <laughs> I know. A part of me dies inside every time the Hulk like starts killing human beings and not <laughs> bad guys. Uh, yeah, well, I understand that. He's supposed to be a good guy, but that's what happens when your power is brought on by your anger. Yeah, I know. But uh, the visual effects look amazing. There's this mm. awesome shot, and <laughs> I've been seeing gifts of it, where they're like in some sort of frozen tundra, and like Captain America's bike is jumping, and like Scarlett Johansson's doing this karate kick, and Thor's flying in with his hammer, and 
Hawkeye's like jumping out of this exploding Jeep while shooting an arrow and like, oh, nerdgasm right there. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Hawkeye, uh, he's set to appear in the uh, third Captain uh, America film. Uh, that, of course, is Captain America uh, Civil War. Um, and I... Have you read Civil War, Sam? I haven't read it since college. Okay, but but so you, but so you're more. I haven't yeah. read it at all. But but you did at one point read it. Yeah. Because we, a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about uh, Spider-Man uh, coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how he plays an important role, I mean, I'm a, I have to assume that since they're they're putting this out there that like uh, a Hawkeye plays an important role in Civil War. I don't remember him playing that much of an important role. I mean, he's kind of around and he fights right. a little bit. Is, is, is and I'm pretty sure he fights on Cap's side. Yeah, is it seems like uh, Hawkeye is like one of these characters that like is just jumping from like can jump from Marvel movie to Marvel movie. Like you can put him here because he was in the first Thor movie. Yeah, uh, I don't remember if he was in the second one. I can't remember there, the reason he's going to be in Civil War or in the Avengers two. Somehow they're going to explain why Hawkeye never popped up in the second Captain America film to help. At the big end all be all battle. Yeah, yeah, that was a really big question. Is because like, because Scarlet Witch was there, and obviously Hawkeye should have been around somewhere in there. I think in Avengers, in the New Avengers, yeah, they cover why he wasn't there. That's that's good because that that was a big question of, of why he wasn't there. I think they're giving Hawkeye more and more screen time to be like, hey. Yeah. Do you guys want a standalone Hawkeye movie at some point? And what do you think about that? I think Jeremy Renner's a badass and he's done great work with this character. So yes. Okay, but do you let him. but do you think But maybe not him do, alone. Maybe like him and Scarlet Witch together, kinda like he did in Captain America too. Wait, who where was Scarlet Witch? And, Sorry, not Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Johansson. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck. That time I was ha, so confused. Scarlet Witch was in Captain America too, but not until the very end bonus clip. Okay. Wow, way to redeem yourself. <laughs> wow, wow, pulling that one out of left Yeah, hair. but no. Okay, uh, so sc- just say her name. Scarlett Johansson. There you go. Or just call her by her Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. All right, that way there's, yes, there's but no I think I think if you're going to do a Hawkeye movie, it should be Hawkeye with Black Widow kind of tagging along on Hawkeye's adventure. Yeah, in the comics, are they uh, are they like big buddy-buddy, uh, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye? Yeah, at times, you know, they... They both work very well together and very close together, and there are times they're separate. You know what I mean? Okay, Cause, yeah, because I don't think Hawkeye, as a character of himself, is can, can do his own film. I think if you develop his backstory more, you could. But right now, I mean, like, the only thing we got out of him in the first Avengers movie was he got turned evil, and then he turned really good and was on par with Legolas for number of trick shots he pulled off in the final battle. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you have to develop the character more for people to start caring more about him. I know about the character. Like, I know his background and origins, and Jeremy Renner is doing him justice. Right. Uh, other characters that are going to be appearing in the uh, Civil uh, Captain America Civil War movie, of course, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is appearing as Iron Man, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and uh, Falcon is going uh, is going to be uh, coming in, and also... Uh, this will be the debut of uh, of Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. That's right. So all those characters and more will be in Civil War. And I, I, I can't wait because I know Civil the, the Captain America movie is just going to set something up. Because I think the Civil War storyline itself should be its own little trilogy. Oh, yeah. It should. I mean, I, And hopefully – and uh, that's why calling Captain America 3 Civil War – 
kind of is like, ooh, are are they just going to do it? Are they going to cover the entire Civil if War you made thing it like in a one two hour movie? Well, you but could... but most of these Marvel films are two hours, you know. Maybe, but man, like, Civil War should at least be. Yeah, you're right. Civil War should have been like its own standalone series that got broken yeah. up into at least two movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's enough material out there that you could do it. I, mean, I know, and and like that makes me wonder, like, are they going to? You know, are they going to try to cover it all in this? I mean, I don't think you could. I think it would be a little too rushed, you know? And are you going to end with the epic, spoiler alert, Captain America being shot and Bucky Barnes taking up Captain I, America's mantle? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's uh, who knows? Because, well, no, no, you could end it that way because Marvel has said each one of these films, like, it's just going to be a trilogy. Like Iron Man's only getting three solo movies. Thor's only getting three solo movies. Oh please, you so know that Captain if Robert Downey Jr. came back to Marvel today and said, "Hey, I'd be up for Iron Man 4. they'd be like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes." They probably would, but right now he's sticking with his guns and he's only going to play Iron Man uh, in the in these uh, films and uh, and finish out finish everything out. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I hope, or maybe they're going to maybe because could you do a sequel to the, uh, you'd have to be like a it to be like a standalone civil war film or a Captain America four yeah that or that or the whole civil war Captain America civil war film is just them setting up the well, film it's it's all well people like say that like you're gonna see hints of the civil war kicking off in like the aftermath of the Avengers you know like once they've mm-hmm. taken care of stuff yeah shit's gonna get set up to where the people are gonna be like hey. Yeah, we're not happy with what happened here. Yeah. All right. Uh, if, if by the way, if you're confused at all with uh, the timeline of the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, don't worry, because AMC theaters and uh, Regal and AMC theaters are doing a huge Marvel movie. Yeah, marathon. we were talking about this. I mean, twenty nine hours of Marvel movies. See, like this seems like a good idea, but like. They're doing this all leading up to the you know midnight release of the uh, Avengers yep. too. Problem is, and this made me make me sound a little old. I'd be so fucking tired I could barely keep my eyes open to watch the <laughs> yeah. Avengers too. Well, uh, you know they do this at the, uh, every year. AMC does uh, a movie marathon for the Oscars. Is every picture that is nominated for uh, for best movie for the Academy Awards is uh, is shown back to back. And they give you like, uh, and I don't. I'm assuming they'll do something similar with this. But I know, I know with uh, with the Oscar uh, marathon is like they give you like a two two and a half hour break to like go get dinner and stuff. And I would imagine. So I imagine they're going to do the same thing with this one. It's 29 hours of Marvel films. I'm sorry. I'm just a little. Um, I almost want to challenge myself just to see if I could do this. I do too. Is so this is happening at select theaters uh, on April 29th, and it's beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, on the 29th, and will lead into, like Sam said, the uh, first showings of the new Avengers so film. Let's, at so let's so let's run this down. You would see Iron Man first. Yeah. Next oh, up. Oh yeah. So so yeah. That, that was the other thing. Is they are doing this marathon in order in chronological order. Of films released, so that way it's just like this huge storyline. So first up, the first Iron Man film. After that, The Incredible Hulk. That is the one with uh, 
Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Liv that, Tyler. That was that was a pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was on FXX yesterday, and I was watching it. Yeah, it was. And I was pr- like, that's actually a really good movie. It, it was like it's bad. The, the only the only reason why uh, it got uh, it didn't get another thing was because Edward Norton wanted and, final cut. Yeah, and the studio. That's why he didn't do any press for it. You know, is is there was a lot of shit behind the scenes. I'm kind of glad though. Now looking at uh, oh, who's the guy that's Mark part? Ruffalo. Yeah, I'm kind of glad now that. Edward Norton's Hulk didn't go anywhere because I think Mark Ruffalo is a much better Hulk. He looks more like Bruce Banner to me. Well, and also he's the first actor who's played the Hulk that has gotten in a mocap suit. Yeah, and, and like has acted it out. So yeah, I mean, like, like, like when you see him like out there fighting with the Avengers, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you got all these guys in their awesome costume, and there's Mark Ruffalo in a green suit with like little tennis balls all over. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that- <laughs> growling and punching. That's what that's that's what uh, that's what you got to do. All right, so Iron Man leading into Edward Norton's The Incredible Hulk, followed by Iron Man Two. That's going to be a hard two hours to sit through that one, man. That's that's going to be the time when you shut your eyes and you take a little nap. I know it's early into the marathon, but Iron Man Two that's that's the one you can skip. There's always this quote that really strikes me from that thing. Or, or, or from this movie, one time they were interviewing Mickey Rourke, and he goes, "I wish they had let John Favreau make the movie he wanted to make." Oh shit, for real? Yeah, I, I never I've, heard that. Yeah, I no. never heard that. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I've always been like, "What does that mean exactly? Like, what happened?" Oh man, yeah, because you would think after the success of the first Iron Man film, they would have been like, "All right, Favreau, like we're going to give you a lot of freedom, a lot of leeway. You can kind of take this yeah. project, you know, however you want to take it." Uh, <laughs> wow, I, I never heard that until now. Oh man, that now I'm wondering that same thing because yeah. it's, it's it's the same thing like with uh oh I always fuck up his name Josh not Josh <laughs> Josh Josh because it sounds almost like Josh I know it, it does it does it's it, it's Josh Josh as uh, you know with. I, I believe Marvel has given him a lot of well uh, maybe like they learned their freedom. lesson from Iron Man two and were just like here hands off yeah. go do what you need to right, do right because because. Weeden, there we go. I'm just gonna say his last name. Weeden. Yeah, uh, uh, he's he's proven time and time again. Weezy. <laughs> oh, Sam, we're white. <laughs> <laughs> but then next up was going to be Thor. Yes, which was a good one, yeah. uh, and that of course was uh, you saw you saw uh, Hawkeye pop up in that one. All right, then after Thor is Captain America: The First Avenger, and then, then they're going to show the Avengers. The Avengers. Uh, you see, this is the this is the only problem I feel like with doing it in chronological order is like you kind of want to watch the Avengers right before you watch the new one, so that way like it's extremely fresh in your yeah. in, in your head, you know. Um, I don't know, but like the, hey, they're doing it their way. So after the Avengers is Iron Man three. I don't think I've seen Iron Man three yet. What? I don't think I've seen it. Oh man, it's pretty good. It's, I've heard. I've heard like they're like Iron Man one, Iron Man three, then Iron Man two in yeah, the that, order of like how good. Yeah, they yeah, are. That, that's how you drink them. Yeah. All right. So after Iron Man three is uh, Thor: The Dark World. I need to go back and rewatch. Everybody's it. divided on this. I didn't mind it. I mean, I didn't think it was quite as good as Thor one, but it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch both Thor movies. It is because I remember watching the first one a long time after it came out and being like being really pleasantly surprised. And uh, Thor: Dark World. I think I've only seen it once. I need to go back and rewatch it. I, I, from what I remember, I enjoyed it. You know. Um, all right. Then after Thor: Dark World, we go into Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which I could watch that so many. Like that. 
That's like the first time that like a follow up, you know, because Iron Man two was so so, Thor two so so, Captain America Winter Soldier actually like it was so good, almost better than the first Captain America movie. Yeah, is if not better than the first Captain America. Yeah, which but the first Captain America movie wasn't bad at all. Though. No, no, first Captain America movie was really good. It, and had, it had this great kind of Indiana Jones feel mm-hmm. to it at times, you know. Well, and also is you know the studio with the first Captain America film, the studio. They were kind of a little. They were a little uneasy with it, so they didn't give it as much uh, of a, a big as a budget as it should have gotten. Yeah. And I don't. I don't. I think it was actually a shorter runtime than uh, also than uh, the other ones. But then they recovered and like, all right, ca- you know, Captain America: Winter Soldier, huge budget, great film. I mean, God, that's one I could just watch over and over and over. In fact, I think I've seen Winter Soldier more than I've seen the first Avenger. Uh, and then Sam, you kind of were like, "What? Why are they throwing this one in here after Captain America: Winter Soldier?" You got Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Guardians. Why of the, the fuck Galaxy. not put Guardians of the Galaxy in there? That's why you do it, Sam, because Chris Pratt is a bad ass. The only thing I can think of for continuity wise is that like all these films or a lot of these films revolve around Infinity Stones that are leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet. Exactly. That has to but be it because I haven't seen any direct correlation between the Avengers except for the Infinity Stones. And Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like, holy crap, we need to fill more time. Let's just throw in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, well, first of all, is first of all is it's just labeled as a Marvel marathon. So th- it's a Marvel movie. So you know, I that's one. I think that's one of the reasons why they're throwing it in there. But also, like you said, is while Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't have the tie-in like Iron Man and Hulk and the Captain America movies, is like it's still in the same universe and. I mean, I don't. I don't think they've really said anything about doing a huge like crossover, like seeing like Chris Pratt or like Rocket Raccoon like show up in one of the Avengers films or with other Marvel characters. But I think you could still write it in there somehow. And like I said, who cares? It's a badass movie. Like as much as I just went on about Captain America: Winter Soldier, uh, I think I actually, I, I think I would uh, say Guardians of the Galaxy. Out of all these films showing. I have to say, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite. Can you one. imagine how smelly that movie theater is going to be when everything's said and done with? Twenty nine hours of eating movie hot dogs, nachos, and popcorn. Oh my god! Sitting next to maybe some obese, sweaty nerds. Oh my god! That's the problem, man. That is you. I you th- better I, fucking like the person you're sitting next yes, to. Yes, yes. First of all, is like I don't know. I don't know what type of turnout they're expecting, so I don't know if like. It's going to be like a sellout show or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, that could go south. Like, if you've ever been to a comic book convention, you know oh. that that sometimes. Let me tell you, the most rank smell from a comic book convention is at the end of the day when everybody's been sweating through their costumes. Yeah. And you walk back through the hallway one time and just a wave of BO hits you. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, is. Look, man, some some nerds, they don't have the, uh, the best uh, hygiene. <laughs> In in the world, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge them. You know, it's, I don't either. You, know, you do your thing, I do my thing. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll admit it. Like, if I'm not gonna leave my apartment for an entire day, why shower? I understand that, but if I'm gonna go out and interact with people, yeah, I'm gonna shower. Now, you know? unless you think you're sitting through all these movies for just you know, <laughs> shilling out monies to corporate America, no, you're gonna get a medallion, which will mean absolutely nothing in the long run of your life. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yes, in the long run of your life, it won't mean anything, but uh, this looks it'll like, be a cool little su- it souvenir. It looks like an Olympic medal with the Avengers symbol 
which is which is which there. is pretty cool because it's it's kind of like this is my badge. Like you you wear that to like a a, a, a convention. Yeah, I do. And like people are gonna be like, whoa, ma- dude, marathon it, way to go, bro. You like, survived thirty hours with sweaty nerds. Yeah, yeah. Well, twenty nine, Sam. 29. Come on. And right. and like I said, uh, they uh, they with when they do this type of marathon with uh, with the Oscar movies, you do get a break. They don't provide you food, but they give you a break to go get food. I think the only thing they really give you is they're like, okay, normally it's one free refill on popcorn, but you unlimited. Like I don't even think like you get like free concession stands. Like you still have to buy your drink and buy popcorn, and then it's just those two things you get unlimited refills with. I think that's like it. You know, I, which. It's like, come on, man! Like, give me a free like. You know, I I go to the theaters every week with Joe. I know you guys are making pizza back there. I know you're making hot dogs. Like, give me like a meal plan or something, or like you know, like it's not a college cafeteria, Jeff. I'm just saying, like, you could do that. All right. Well, like, actually, nowadays, man, if AMC is doing this, uh, if they hold this in one of their dine-in movie theaters, you could actually get some not the greatest food, but legit food. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Is I don't know. I've had dinner before, like at like Studio Movie Grill. It's not bad. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had it before at um, AMC Grapevine. Just, like, they've cut their theater in half, and half is regular theater, and half is dine-in theater. And I've been to dine-in theater two or three times. It's pretty yeah. good. If you're ever in a situation, always get the pitcher of beer, guys. Always. But, hey, Jeff, challenge. Oh, God. Okay, what's the challenge? I challenge us to do this. <sighs> what, what day of the week is the 20th? Uh, no, <laughs> that's going to be a Thursday leading into a Friday. You can't take a sick day from work? <sighs> Oh man! Because uh, I say that we do this, we sit through the entire marathon, then we come back and we record a, a show about our thoughts on all of what we've just been through. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's it's April. I'm trying to think because I already take. Well, well, we'll plan it after the show. But I, I would be down to try it. And yes, I would use like my one personal day or a sick day to do this. Uh, tickets are going to be sixty five bucks, which actually isn't when you think about it. Is it, they already did the math for you? It averages out to six bucks a movie ticket. That's actually not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's really not bad. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about this. I'm I'm a little pumped. Yeah, I I, I, I yeah I do want to try it. I mean, now that you for say crying that. out loud, I just paid five bucks yesterday to go watch Star Trek three and four back to back. Wow, as, really? Yeah, as a as a as a farewell tribute to uh, to Leonard Nimoy, uh, Alamo. Alamo. Alamo Drafthouse was showing Star Trek 3 and 4. And even then, the $5 I spent went to the Leonard Nimoy Foundation. So really? Was, yeah, they only made money off of like the food I bought C- off of them yesterday. Yeah. Wow, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Is, is First of all, 5 bucks for a double feature. That's, yeah, I know. That's a great deal. That's what happens when you have these small independent... Uh, the well, Alamo Drafthouse, I guess, isn't really small. I mean, but they're popping up all over the place. But kudos, Alamo. Yeah. Oh, but, and also, since we're talking about uh, tributes to Leonard Nimoy, uh, the uh, the Star Trek Online game has like put up like a statue of Leonard Nimoy in like one of the I guess common areas at like one of the bases. Oh, really? And I actually saw like a picture and all like they <clears throat> the statue had like just gone up online in game and all the people playing the game like lined up. Like you know, and made a circle around the statue, and like just kind of like stood there for a little bit to oh to, to like pay him. Canada tribute. is having to tell people to stop altering their five dollar bill because people have been because it looks like Leonard Nimoy, so people have been coloring the hair black and putting Spock ears on it, and then buying stuff with it. I had no. I, yes, I, yes. I, Canada, I'm gonna have to look this up the, because that's the currency awesome. of like the five dollar bill. Right. I'm not sure what Canada quite uses for currency over there. Uh, uh I don't know because they're a British monarchy. Yeah. 
So but would it be the pound or the euro? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's yeah, not American. But yes, Canadian, like, like people in the Canadian currency office would be like, stop altering our $5 bills to look like Leonard Nimoy. That's cool. That's cool. But yes, Jeff and I may do this. And if we do this, oh, it will be an epic time. Yeah, and no, we will not come back and immediately record. I'm gonna want to go to sleep. All right. No, no, we gotta, we gotta keep it going, man. All right, all right. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on from the big screen to the tiny screen. Uh, even though this started out on the big screen, all right, I'm gonna stop trying to do that. Uh, Fox is developing an Expendables TV series. Uh, <laughs> ah, the whole thing that made Expendables Isn't cool it, was that all of our childhood action stars were in one movie uh-huh. together. They got you. Is so here is the twist for the Expendable uh, TV series: is they will do the uh, the same thing except for it'll be. TV action stars. Yeah, I'm reading this here. Everyone from Chuck Norris to Don Johnson to Kiefer Sutherland to Jennifer Garner, Lucy Laws, and Sarah Michelle Geller. They're all can, you know, they're all being potentially tapped. Is, Actually, no, I would totally watch that. Yeah, is um, is uh, Stallone is of course going to be. It doesn't say if he's going to star in it, but he is definitely. Uh, and Shane Brennan, pr- who's producing ha- it, who's had a lot of success with NCIS and all those spinoffs. Yeah, uh, he'll be the showrunner. Um, but I have one question. Shoot. Didn't this uh, TV series already happen? Uh, wasn't it called the fucking A Team? But really, like that's the only thing you can do with this series is it's going to be an A Team show. It's going to be A Team, but like I get maybe a little bit more violent. Well, yeah, yeah, it's on Fox. It'll definitely be more violent than the A Team, but but that's what it is. Who gives a fuck? It's. It's Walker, Texas Ranger, and Miami Vice, and Jack Bauer, I, I re- and Xena, and Buffy all together. I really don't think Chuck Norris will come back for it. I don't think Chuck Norris will do it. Because didn't he and Stallone kind of get into it? Uh, Over the rating of the second film? Yeah, because Chuck Norris was like, I'm only doing it if it's PG-13. They're like, that's cool, man. You done filming all your scenes? Yes, I am. It's an R. Like, that's what they did to him. And like, no. I felt like Chuck Norris was like the kid, you know, kind of, I... It's because like, really Aw. bad. Like the kid kind of like riding the short bus, and he pat him and like, "You're a special kid." Yeah, like <laughs> there ain't no way in hell we're doing this PG thirteen, yeah. bitch. Oh yeah, it'll be PG thirteen. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, yeah, totally, sure, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, great fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for the notes, Chuck Norris. So for that reason alone, I don't see Chuck Norris coming back and doing uh, the Expendables uh, TV series. Maybe they, they could get Seagal or Van Damme to fill in, even though they killed <laughs> off Van Damme in the second film. Well, no, but but the thing is 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 like 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 the movie is it gets all the movie action stars is they have to have they had to have a TV show to be been like a, you know like Don Johnson uh, he, he he's from his show. So they have to have had a TV show. So you couldn't do like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. You couldn't do like uh, Jason Statham or you know Bruce Willis. Or... Then get then bring back Kevin Sorbo, dude. That guy was badass as her. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I never thought of that. That would be uh, that'd be great. Uh, oh man, who was I just about? Oh yeah. So Steven Seagal, in a way. Could, uh, could be in the TV he's series. A fucking reality show where he's he rode g- along with Steven, the cops. Steven Seagal, lawman. Man, he's a deputy. Oh, no, bring back Lorenzo Lamas from Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, kicking it old school nineties there, man. Yeah, you, that if, was that was a reach, man. Or, or or bring back Hulk Hogan from Thunder in Paradise. There you go. <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom. There it is, right there. Oh, there. blow up this TV show with terrible actors. Because here's the thing, man. Is with the exception of uh, maybe Keith or Sutherland and uh, and Jennifer Gardner, 
is I don't think a lot of these people are. Oh no, Lily, Lucy Lawless. She's on a. She's on a. Was it a number? Holmes number the Sherlock Holmes show. Oh yeah. So, uh, but I think a lot of them would be like, okay, I need to do something. Don Johnson, he's only in the news right now because his daughter like gets butt ass naked in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, Don Johnson wasn't uh, Django. He was, but like how long? But here's the thing, man. But he got his head he, blown off yeah, by Django. I was about to say, and also is like that movie still seems relevant to us because we constantly watch it. But that movie's old, dude. Yeah, like that movie that came out in what uh, 20, uh, 2008, 2009? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Two thousand ten. Okay, so yeah, five years. Wow, five years. Oh man. See, is uh, so he hasn't really done a whole lot since then. Uh, at least not on my radar. Um, so who knows? Or not? Well. We'll see if this comes in to uh, fruition. I'll, I'll just be interested to like see what the cast yeah. looks like. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Oh, I'll yeah. definitely check it out. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about this. This is another thing that was uh, all over uh, the interwebs this week is we have our first look at uh, Supergirl. And Sam, uh, after seeing Supergirl, uh, what do you think? I like the costume. For once, it's not overly sexualized. It's, yep. It's, it's a very modest costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks good in it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. The actress playing Supergirl, like, I can't quite see her yeah. as Supergirl. Is, like, is, is, I that's don't know the thing. what it is. There's something in her face. She just, does. It's like, I mean, it just doesn't look like, like you can be. She just. She doesn't look like a badass. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm that's sorry. That's what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. It, but now, but let me ask you this: Is the uh, very lovely and attractive uh, Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman, she, she kicked ass? But that was kind of, you know, that was like she six, still wore one hell of a skimpy outfit, though. Yeah, you're right, and I think that was more. <laughs> but of the, no, I the, am. I am very proud of whoever designed this costume. You know, for not giving midriff and massive cleavage yeah, to this girl. Yeah, because yeah. let me think. I've seen Supergirl drawn that way in comics before. Really? Yeah, we're like, we're like, uh, it shows like her bare like stomach. There's like a divide b- between the top and the skirt. Why would you do that? That because <clears throat> men draw women. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, that is just. That type of stuff just uh, doesn't. It, I mean, it, this looks like a functional superhero outfit a little bit. I mean, the, the skirt always. I mean, that. But that's just been a mainstay in Supergirl's costumes. Since right, then. and uh, and uh, some people were, were complaining that the colors were too dark. I think once you see them under brighter lights, yeah, is it'll be uh, is uh, is we had posted this picture on our Facebook page and uh, and uh, our Jeff. good our good friend Brian from over at Duncanville uh, Comics, uh, Duncanville Bookstore. Uh, he uh, he he mentioned. He said, "Yeah, with the DC uh, with the DC colors are always uh, too dark." But I thought the same about uh, Flash, and it looked uh, better once it was on screen. Yeah, and also I like their touch on the logo here, like letting the blue run through the logo instead of right. kind of putting like, that bright yellow through it. Right. Jeff, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I like that it it looks like that they were inspired by the suit from. Um, Oh, uh, the uh, Iron, uh, not Iron Man, uh, Man of Steel movie, is it looks like that kind of inspired it because the blue kind of looks like it has that same type of um, kind of like that mesh pattern. feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I like that, but I'm uh, so I'm but I'm glad like they didn't just try to like directly rip that off and they're they're putting their own twist on it. Is uh, overall, I think it's a it's a it's a pretty good looking uh, costume. Um, Except my, my only beef with it is uh-huh. that the, the person wearing it looks more like a Ma Kent and not quite like a Supergirl to me. And you you really nailed it on the head. Like, she doesn't look... I mean, she looks cool and cute right. and everything, but doesn't look badass. Right. And and 
I mean, we she may she may surprise us. Yeah, you know, like I'm not, I'm certainly gonna like watch this show and see what it's about and everything, and maybe you know maybe she will surprise us, but she looks too homey and down to earth. Yeah, yeah, she really does. She, I mean, is I'm trying to think like who could you get? Oh, I know who you could get, Miss Amelia Pond. She's someone that you look at and you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Badass. I could totally see Karen Karen Gillian delivering a punch and taking a punch, you know? Right. This girl looks like she's going to take a punch and then just kind of like dust off her shoulders, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. But you know what? We've been wrong before. We're going to be wrong again. So maybe we're wrong about this. They went with a different take on this, and I'm proud of them. You know, they didn't go quite with, you know, the overly hyped up, bleached, blonde haired, blue eyed girl. Yeah. Kudos for them. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing that I, that I, that, uh, that I do give them props for is, is like you said earlier, is they're, they're, they're not trying to sexualize Supergirl. No. And, and that's why I think, you know, I I think that's like a big problem with, with a lot of uh, that happens when, when they get these female superheroes. And then turn them into shows or in movies is is they're like, well, you know, we got to use the sex appeal to sell it. It's like, no, the reason why you're doing a Supergirl show or why you're doing a Wonder Woman show is because that character in the comic books kicks ass. And so, you know, you don't need to make them sexual. You know? I mean, even I mean, not not to say it's a bad thing, but even Black Widow wears a tight fitting black leather outfit that she unzips to a certain spot. To show off a little bit of cleavage, you know, right? But really, but also when she does that a lot is it's also she she's doing it for a purpose because she's like manipulating somebody, yeah. you know, is she's distracting them. Um, but I'm I'm fascinated. They also cast Dean Kane in this, you know, who was originally Superman and Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. So you know, yeah, they're paying I homage. Like that show, I yeah, did like that show. So like some of the alums. So like I said, I think it, it looks like a very uh, very very well thought out, not over sexualized costume. I hope the actress surprises me a little bit. Like I said, she I just do too. doesn't like you actually nail it right on the head. She doesn't look badass enough. Yeah. She, but that could change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we've been wrong before. We'll be wrong again. All right. You got anything else on this one, Sam? No. All right. All right, this is part of the show where we let you know what's coming out on DVD, what's coming out in comic books, and what's coming out in theaters. And I got to say, man, this week, uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole, at least uh, at least in the uh, DVD realm of things, I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, of uh, things that caught my eye. It's really only two, and that is, one, they are uh, releasing The Sound of Music is, uh, is being released. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a classic. I, I I remember as a kid, I used to watch that all the time. I really did. I really did. Did you do you own a pair of later hose in there? Uh, you know. Uh, did you? Did, did I won't you buy wanna, them, but I'll put them on if someone buys them for me. Did you want to go run, hide in the trees, and sing? No, but like I, I always got scared when the Nazis showed up, and then like <laughs> you know, like what, what are you doing fraternizing with the Nazi? And then, movie is actually based somewhat on a true story. Oh, I did not know. There that. really was a von Trapp family who had to escape the Nazis in World War II. Huh? Uh, but they were not assisted by uh, singing nuns. I don't. I think they may have been assisted by nuns. I don't think they were singing nuns. Yeah, it's my still my favorite cutaway on Family Guy to this day is when they do. Uh, the cutaway, and they're making fun of uh, 
of Sound of Music. And like you know, this in Sound of Music when the nuns disabled the Nazis' cars. Oh yeah. And in and, and Family Guy, one of the nuns is like, "I also did something bad too," and like pulls out like a Nazi's like decapitated head. Oh my gosh! And, and then like all the other nerds are like, "Oh my god, what did you do?" And they're like, "Shit's real, man! Like they started this. We're gonna finish this." <laughs> it's still one of my favorite cutaways of Family Guy. Uh, also coming out on uh, DVD this week is uh, the third Night at the Museum. Um, what is it? Uh, Night at the museum. Something they go to England, and that's the big appeal of this one. I'm actually, I actually really like the Night at the Museum movies, so I didn't get a chance to see this in theaters. So I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, but this time, everyone is shipping off uh, across uh, across the seas, and oh, I can't remember. Rebel Wilson is in this one, and she is hilarious. Also. Posthumously, Robin Williams. Yes, yes. Uh, is I don't I don't know if this was his last film before no, his passing. I think he's I think, still got one or two. Uh, more. Yeah, I think I think there's at least one or two more that will be released. But uh, yes, but this was this was out at the t- or this was released like right after that. Um, so so, anyways, like I said, not a whole lot on uh, uh, coming out on DVD this week. Sam, hopefully uh, there are some uh, good comics since uh, not a lot of DVDs to rent. There's some interesting stuff out and about this week. Uh, right now we got Hulk number twelve coming out. What happens when? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Gam- uh, you want to take two? Yeah, let's try this again. Right. Gamma guns and glory. Doc Green's wayward artificial intelligence causes more problems than the Gamma Core can handle. But all of a sudden, the Gamma Core receives training from an unexpected source: Iron Fist. Some of you just may be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would be one of them. Uh, the Gamma Core, like, Hulk wasn't the only person affected by gamma radiation. Some people had less crazy effects happen to him. Like, there's this guy named Doc Green. Uh, all <laughs> He's got all of Hulk's strength. Only thing is his hair turned green, and he gets to remain completely in control. Huh. So, in Hulk 12, basically, Doc creates some artificial intelligence, kind of like Ultron, that goes insane, and they receive awesome training from Iron Fist, who's like the most badass ninja dude in the Marvel Universe, and he trains them. The end. All right, what else is coming out? Uh, Constantine number 23. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is like, this isn't the original uh, storyline because in that one, he's like, he's the, Constantine, the original comic, uh, that, that storyline, that's like one of the longest running. Uh, uh, and it's also one of the f- uh, first ones where like the character actually ages. And so uh, this, this isn't that one. This is, they like rebooted the series, I believe. Uh, oh, that's, and yeah, because I think it was rebooted with the TV sh- and in correlation with the TV show. Because the original Constantine was also Hellblazer comics, uh, and that's the one. Hellblazer is the one where he, uh, Constantine is still aging in real time. So, what's happening in this uh, in this Constantine number twenty three? Well, the events <clears throat> of his journey to Earth two destroyed John Constantine. So now, where will his fate take him now? Ooh. So once John Constantine's dead, and one of them's still alive, and what's going to happen? I, I I don't know, but. I picture like John Constantine walking up to like a, a nicer version of himself and just being like, "Hey, fuck you! I'm gonna, I'm, yes. I'm gonna ruin your life." Yes, I see. I totally. I'm see gonna make your life a living too. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Enjoy that one, pal. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else is coming out, right. Sam? I'm flip flopping this week. I'm going back and forth between Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC. All right. Uh, but still staying in the DC realm, we have the new Suicide Squad coming out. Oh, oh, uh, is the Suicide Squad number one then? 
No, Suicide uh, Squad number eight. It's just called the new Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, it means like oh, new I, members. Okay, I misunderstood you. Sorry, Sam. It's a bloody superhuman revolt and dead shot in Harley are at Ground Zero. Ground Zero? Wow, Ground Zero. Is the Suicide Squad done for this time around? I don't know. Basically, if you only have two members on the ground and you got a whole bunch of metahumans coming after your ass, you might be fucked. If Jared Leto was in it, I wish they'd be done. <laughs> Shaving off his eyebrows. God. Douche. All right. All right. And then finally, jumping back over to Marvel, Spider-Woman number five. New costume. Remember how there's that big brouhaha of that controversial yeah. cover of hers? Yeah, no, she's totally got a new costume that's totally toned down. <laughs> yeah. No more ass in the air bending over. No. But new costume, new status quo. With the Spider-Verse in the rear view, Jessica strikes out to make a new life for herself. But she's not going to do it alone, as long as she's joined by her new Spider-Woman supporting castmate and classic Marvel character, Ben Urich. Hmm. That's really weird, because Ben Urich was in the Daredevil-verse. And was a detective or writer. I can't remember which one. But so if you want to see a more classy, less ass hanging in the air Spider-Woman, check this one out. All right. Uh, just, What's going on in Imageverse? Uh, so really the two that I want to mention is uh, first up is Walking Dead number 138 is coming out. And I'm not going to try to like the Walking Dead universe in comics is so... It's just so deep in that I'm not even going to try to like be like, okay, so here's what's going on because you would, you just kind of have to read <laughs> the <laughs> stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like we'd have to do a whole show just be like, all right, and now here's what's happening. Starting from the beginning. Yeah. So Rick was in was in a coma, right? You see, and this outbreak happened. Uh, but so actually, though, is uh, Walking Dead's been working towards this really big payoff. And uh, they're actually doing uh, two issues this month. So uh, there will be t- uh, normally Image only does one issue per month, but this month uh, Image is releasing uh, two Walking Dead's this month. So be on the lookout for that. And then also this one w- was one that I uh, we talked about uh, a little uh, uh, about. Yeah, I guess it'd be about a month ago. Uh, that looked really interesting. Is Postal Number Two is out. I picked this up just off of. Is this whim. like referring to going postal? Like we're gonna no, blow your fucking brains out? <laughs> no, no. So postal takes place in this town where you know if you're in the witness protection program and you're waiting for trial, it's a town full of murderers and criminals, and it's run by the government. So there aren't supposed to be any crimes. But then in issue one, someone uh, shows up dead, and the reason why it's, it's a town full of criminals. What do you expect? Right, right. But so in the uh, uh, the reason why it's called postal is because. The uh, there's there is one like little mob family that kind of runs the town, and the son uh, works at the post office, and he's like the only one that's like kind of you know, not really following in the criminal path. So uh, Postal Two is coming out. Uh, the frail peace town uh, full of criminals is shattered by the discovery of a murdered woman when Mark see, uh, seeks answers about her death and the people that could be behind it. He discovers the uh, the darkest secret at the heart of the town, a secret that can alter his past forever. So I will definitely be picking that one up. Uh, moving on over to movies coming out this week. Uh, once again, kind of like DVDs, I only saw a couple that really caught my eye. I didn't even know they were doing a live-action Cinderella film. Yeah. Well, no one fucking told me. And I think I it's saw- directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I believe you are absolutely the right. The dude who directed the first Thor movie. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Really? I don't know. But so the uh, live action uh, Cinderella film is coming out. I'm pretty sure everyone knows the storyline behind that. Uh, also coming out this week is uh, Run All Night. This is the new Liam Neeson film. It's got Liam Neeson and Ed Harris. Uh, Liam Neeson is a mob hitman, and his best friend, Ed Harris, is the mob boss. Well, Liam Neeson's son kills Ed Harris's son, so now Ed Harris wants to kill Liam Neeson's son, and Liam Neeson has to decide, do I go with my best friend slash mob boss and go after my estranged son, or do I stick up and fight for my son, you know, so. Sounds a little bit kind of like they borrowed pieces from Road to Perdition just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, um. A lot of ne- Liam Neeson films are starting to kind of run together for me. I was like, wait, didn't you already do this one? No, no, hey, that was a different I one. I have a certain set of skills Yes, for this film and for the next film. <laughs> yeah. And it's all going to involve guns and explosions and car chases. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, all right, Sam, uh, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. You got anything for uh, Oh Shit, I Forgot? No, I'm good, man. All right, then let's go ahead and close this thing out. All right, ditch the herd, be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friend. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.